0: Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? Happy New Year. Happy 2022. And lo, a new year was... How's it going, guys? Uh, good to see you. Good to hear. Good to be back with you. Good to be beginning a new year uh, together again. I hope you all had wonderful Christmases or made the most of what you had with who you had it with. Um Thank you so much for all of your support. Let's just keep this brief, the brief little prelude, intro, whatever. Um, Thanks so much for your support. It means the world to me. Please consider subscribing to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Megan. All the shows are sold out for March. However, I will be releasing a couple of tickets on the Patreon just as a giveaway, just giving back sort of turkeys at Thanksgiving style giveaway um so yeah, if you haven't got tickets to the live shows and you still desperately want to go, subscribe to the Patreon. If you do have tickets to the live shows but you just desperately want to be supportive and actually encourage me to continue this career in the arts, please subscribe to the Patreon. Anyway, done. Move on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. I hope you are all well. Um, I got a text yesterday. Obviously, it was New Year's Day yesterday. I got a text yesterday morning. Uh, I woke up. I was in bed very early on New Year's Eve but I woke up to a text message, a couple of ones, you know, the usual drunken slop into the family WhatsApp, uh, various other messages and well wishes. I got one from um, a number and it was happy new year, bud. Make sure to give the family my love. Keith, I met you at a house party in Sandyford in 2017. My family aren't aware you exist. Let alone await your warm New Year's well wishes. I wish you well for the new year. But, well, there's no relationship here. Let's be clear, Keith. Have you found God, Keith? Why are you texting me? This is about as relevant to my life as an auto-generated email from Hodges and Figgis reminding me that there are still some items left in my basket from when I was doing last-minute shopping on Christmas Eve. I don't need you anymore, Hodges. Nor Figgis, I got them all soap and box sets instead. By the way, can we discuss that? Once you've hit the bookshop on Christmas Eve, that's when you know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Trying to justify getting your mum an unauthorised biography on Paul Gascoigne just because it's 2pm and you're supposed to be meeting the lads in Kios. Awful. Awful stuff. I remember Christmases like that. Happy New Year, brother, and make sure to give all the family my love. No, Keith. Under no circumstances will I be giving my family anything on your behalf. Mum, Keith sends his love. New Year's Eve, or New Year's Day. Happy New Year, Mum. Yeah, double kiss. Yeah, who's making the coffee? Happy New Year. By the way, Keith sends his love. Keith? The chiropodist? No, no, no. You know, Keith, he sends his love. The butcher? No, no. Your father? Like, who is Keith? Also, Keith, you've broken the cardinal rule, Okay. There should be a silent agreement with pe- between people who you've met at after parties that you should never talk about the party after the party, after the after party. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry, walk on by. Keith, you don't get it. There's a rule book here that you're not following. If you've met somebody at an after party, at a session, at the very most, there should be like a quiet look of acknowledgement shared momentarily before both of you move on with your day and the rest of your lives. In the same way that it felt sort of unnatural to see a teacher out of the context of the classroom and in the real world, the same applies to people you've met in the session. I don't want to see you, brother, and have to remember what happened back there. I'm doing my best to forget. We all are. We all want to move on with our lives. There's actually nothing worse when you get a reminder via text. Do you ever get that? Like, you think you've think you escaped from the situation unscathed, you know? Days pass, and there's no knock on the door in the middle of the night from the chief of police, so you think, that's great, I'm in the clear. Then all of a sudden, the phone pings. Little text message. Hey, Mark, met you there the other night in McGowan's, and you said you were up for doing it. Setting up a vape company with me that also pivots as a mental health charity. Are we still on for a chat on Tuesday? Oh, God. Block. Delete. Oh, God. Because those sort of texts, by the way, are much worse than the bad texts. Like, I can handle somebody saying something like, oh, jeez, man, you were at that party the other night, and yeah, you were fucking weird. You were telling people you're the second coming of the Christ of comedy and blah, blah, blah. I can live with that. It's madness, but that's part of the game. What you don't want to get is, Well, Mark, uh, Jonesy here. Yeah, I met you in Cherrywood there on New Year's Eve. You were saying you'd be up for doing a podcast on uh, 90s crisps with my 14-year-old cousin, Bren. He's outside the gaff now, if you could give give him a hand in with the wheelchair. Oh, my God, what have I done? The things I've signed myself up for on nights out. Oh but of course I'll do that charity 5K yes of course I'll MC your sister's wedding absolutely I do want to do the live shows do you know what I mean these things that I've done that I regret doing <laughs> Gone, Mark? Yeah, Jonesy here. I met you at a house party there around two years ago on If Kilpatrick's gaff Now, you said you'd be up for doing it all, uh, Alpsail down the uh, pool bag Towers there. Oh, god, yeah, no, I'm outside there now, Mark. I can see it twitching in the curtain there. Hey, good god, I'm emigrating. I am emigrating. I'm packing a bag, I'm going straight to the, uh, to the airport, and I'm gonna have to leave and flee and run from my life. Good god. The things I've signed myself up for. But fortunately, I had no experiences akin to the above this Christmas. No, no, no. I actually had a very wholesome Christmas this Christmas. This Christmas, of course, we saw the birth of the Covid house. A slightly less toxic alternative to a TikTok house. The entry requirements for these COVID houses, in case you weren't familiar, was that each participant must either have COVID-19 or an insatiable appetite for the session. Let's be honest, like, come on, lads, let's be honest. Some of the COVID houses were a little bit suspect. People who had been having Christmas pints since around Halloween, all of a sudden, battening down the hatches in a two-bed apartment with three sleeping bags, four shopping bags and more. You know, you could tell that some of these things were a bit suspect. Oh, bloody positive. Oh, that's me now. Gonna have to avoid my family for three days and go on the absolute lash in Jonesy's gaff with his nephew, Bren, for at least a week. Oh, what luck. Only me. Only me. Do you know what I mean? Some of these houses were very suspect, let's be honest. Although, aren't we the lucky ones? Aren't we the lucky ones for praying for negative tests because we do want to spend it with our loved ones? Makes you think, doesn't it? Not really. But, like, it was a weird Christmas. It was a strange Christmas and there was sort of like a knife edge like tension that sort of was pervasive across uh, the country, I could gather from social media. Like you could, even when I was having Christmas dinner, let me rephrase this, even when I was having Christmas dinner with my family, you could really tell how well people are doing mentally by the way they held on to the Christmas cracker. Some people like if you were to hold a budgie or a small bird with the same grip, it, was, it would asphyxiate, clinging on. To a Christmas cracker, as if it's their sanity. Knuckles sheet white and bloodshot eyes. Frank, it's a sewing kit. It's almost certainly going to be a sewing kit. The stitches you need are psychological ones, as you must have been scarred from something traumatic in your childhood to behave this badly at Christmas over a fucking sewing kit. Or maybe like a piece of paper containing a joke about snowmen riding bikes. Icicles. Madness madness. It was a strange Christmas. I really wanted to get some exercise done but I didn't at all of course. I just sat on the couch and ate loads of food. I was about as active over Christmas as Trevor Dealey's social media accounts. I ended up putting on weight. It's a nightmare. But look we got through it. We had Christmas and the Christmas dinner by the way I've said this before I'm sure. I find Christmas dinner to be impossibly overrated. And there's always one gobshite at the dinner you have, wherever you have it or whoever you have it with, that comes out with the old... They also... This is usually just after they've done that, Um, oh, I think I need to unbuckle an extra thing on my jeans. You shouldn't need to, Deirdre. You honestly shouldn't need to. You shouldn't be put... Weight does not get put on that quickly. So unless you're going to flash us, that 52-year-old, no, I can't finish that sentence, but you know what I was going to say. But you always get these people... I know I say this every year, but uh, I think this this one's definitely better than the turkey we had last year. You've had 364 meals in the interim. How could you possibly remember the taste of two pieces of badly cooked dry white bird? If, by the way, I wanted to spend my Christmas laboring over the temperature of a dry white bird, I'd ask your wife if she was warm in her jumper. Do you know what I mean? You can't. People at Christmas dinners just are annoying me these days. Things are getting too modern. People who think they've reinvented all things Yuletide because they serve sprouts pureed in, like, honey or with a bit of bacon. It's like putting the antibiotics, antibiotics for the family dog, and a bit of chocolate or butter on your balls to get them to ingest it. You still don't like sprouts, by the way. You just don't like sprouts. And I'm a complete advocate of Brussels sprouts in all of their original spherical green glory. Not liking... Brussels sprouts is genuinely a sign of immaturity. What, cu- what sort of a culinary backwater did you emerge from that you don't like Brussels sprouts? Same applies for gravy, by the way. I don't understand gravy. It's childish. It's like having Christmas, Christmas dinner with childlock on. It's an embarrassing thing to enjoy. It's just distracting from the real taste of whatever the food is. You're effectively using mixer for vegetables. Pathetic. Using the gravy as a fucking chaser. Just drink from the jug every time you eat one of one of the sprouts or something. You absolute dirtbag heathen. The only way to serve turkey is to ask for its ID first. Oh my god. I think that's the worst joke I've ever made in the history of the Sunday roast. <laughs> So yeah, you could take it that I'm not a fan of gravy. Up there with Ed Sheeran and mindfulness, it's criminally overrated. An embarrassing brown sauce. An embarrassing brown sauce indeed. Nevertheless, do you know we have to watch out for now, guys? Now that we've passed Christmas and we, we got through the sort of, oh, I don't know what day it is. Yes, you do. It says it on your phone. The time and date is on your phone. But now that we pass by New Year's, I was never one for a New Year's sentiment. I never really got the whole sentimentality surrounding New Year's Eve, New Year, New Me, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Unless you put the work in yourself, nothing's gonna change. No amount of calendars are going to result in a personal evolution unless you actually change. But you don't need me to tell you that. I suppose part of it is is because like I watch people's Instagram stories of them doing the countdown and stuff, and it drives me up the wall. Like, it's just rising up the wall. I don't want to spend the last few minutes of a year with people who can't collectively count down from 10 in a successful manner. Have you ever noticed that? It's not that difficult. But you see these videos, and you've, o- you've always got one woman running through the seconds as if it's a race. Going through the whole ten seconds with ferocious speed, like a cartoonish auctioneer or something, and then you've got some slow coach in the background counting down in Mississippi's and most of the other states in between each second, like ten. Well, this is great. Now I'm actually thinking I might join a gym. <laughs> Nine. Yeah, I believe Westwood have a great deal. I think it's only like. Do you know what I mean? Why are you going? Eight. Why are you going so fucking slowly? Why are you going so slowly? This is me... I just... It's my idea of hell. Oh, look! Someone's standing on a chair. This is mad. No, it's not. It's not mad. It's boring. Whenever I used to do these sort of roasts on New Year's, I used to always have goes of people who'd say stuff like, Oh, dry January going well! And then with a picture of a cocktail. It's a joke I've been making for about 11 years. Do you know what I've realised, though? Who are actually just as bad. And you really need to keep an eye out for them this month. The old, uh, I keep writing it as 2021, lol, but it's absolutely, it's 2022, I just keep, oh Oh my god, that's so boring. That's the worst sort of banter I've ever heard in my life, Barbara. You're getting giddy at the botched entry of the date of the year. It's both unfunny and unprofessional. I've reported you to HR and will now be moving swiftly on with my life. Imagine using that as conversation. Oh, how are you getting on? Yeah, good, actually. I just dropped my mum off. She needs a surgery. Oh, well, wait till you hear this. I was writing an email earlier. and I put it down as 2021 instead of 2022. Have you ever heard the likes of it? It's absolutely mad, isn't it? It's not mad at all. It's not mad. You're one of those, the same sorts of people, by the way, they're, they're reminiscent of those, you know, the sorts of people that burst out laughing when they meet somebody with the same name as them. Oh, hiya, Mark. Oh, hiya, Mark. Nice to meet you, Mark. <laughs> What's funny about that? And then every evening, like you're at a dinner with them and then every time they pass you, like on the way to the bathroom, oh, how are you, Mark? Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I just get past you there, Mark? <laughs> Mark? Unbutton your pants now and give me the reach around you promised me silently with your eyes when our girlfriends were in a different conversation. This is outrageous, just because we both got the same names. It's madness, it's such, it's not crack. <laughs> how are you, Dacky? My name's Jackie as well, Jackie. Uh Okay, great. Hiya, Dacky. Yeah, no, how, are you? how was your Christmas, right, a good. You don't need to keep saying my name, do you know what I mean? Hiya, Dacky. Yeah, no, I just on the club out of the outside, Dacky, I'm feeling great, Dacky. I, I don't even know what that is. Boring banter, though. Absolutely boring banter. I just can't believe I've done it. Like, I mean, I I know the year is 2022. Like, I'm aware of that. But I just just wrote down 2021. Like, I, I actually don't even know what's wrong with me. I could hazard a guess. I could offer up a couple of suggestions if you wish, Deirdre. Good God. So, so boring. Another thing, actually, that I'd like to discuss just before... I depart because I'm actually going down the country next week. I'm going down to write uh for the week to finish/start slash start the live shows. Um as far as the writing is concerned f- required um which I'm really looking forward to, but before I do that and uh I'll be documenting my trip on my Instagram at Megan Mark which you can follow. But and I'm very excited, you know, you never know what might happen down there. Who knows who I may meet. Uh you know, perhaps a cho- charming local milkmaid. Or maybe the town drunk who is also the chief of police. The world is my oyster. Or Bay Prawn in this instance. But before I do that, I want to tell you, has anybody done any shopping in Kiel's over the last few uh, weeks, I suppose, for Christmas? I went into Kiel's. Um, of course, last minute Christmas shopping and I'll just, you know, get people soaps and stu- and creams and stuff. Which again, by the way, it goes back to my previous point in a different roast. How come it's inappropriate to buy leggings for a woman? um, Like, you know, a mother in law or like a godmother or a granny or something. Uh, it's inappropriate to buy them leggings, but it's totally okay to buy them like body butter that they're going to smear on their luscious breasts. I don't understand that. What is wrong with society? It's too cynical. But I went into Kiehl's on, like, the two days before Christmas Eve and I walked in and the woman was there you know in the doctor's coat which come on it's a bit of a stretch you're selling bath bombs but like I walked in and she was like hello how can I help you I was like oh I'm just looking for she was like oh sorry your skin is very red and oily sorry she was like your skin is very red and oily so, sorry, I'm, I'm coming in to get a few bath bombs for my Aunt Barbara I didn't come here for a facial assassination And of course my face is red and oily I'm walking around Dundrum fucking shopping centre It's about a billion degrees And I've got no Christmas presents purchased This is a disaster and now you've just roasted me it's madness. I don't know if that's exper- anybody else has received that sort of treatment in Kales, but there you go. I don't mean to have a go at Kales. I actually do like their stuff. <clears throat> it's overpriced. But um, there you go. Hey Mark, I met you down at Knock and Music Festival around 16 years ago. You said you'd be up for setting up a Lilo business with me there. Just send me your IBAN number and I'll come over. How are you, Becky? <laughs> 7 of my isolation, I'm a close contact which is a complete pain in the arse I don't even understand, anyway thank you so much for listening to the Sunday roast hope you're all doing good, wishing you a very happy new year let's make this year considerably more livable than the last one looking forward to seeing all of you guys at the live shows whenever they come around in March Um, just a little note that in the interim up until the live shows I'm trying to figure out a routine for the regular podcast because obviously I want to put a lot of my time into writing the live shows. So stay tuned. Um, if you want to check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mark Meaghan, I'll be doing additional shows there. I think that's about it. That's about I'm it. so bored. So bored.